Welcome to the Let That Go Show with Kasira McKee and Richard Skipper. This show is based on Kasira's book, Let That Go, where she guides people in completely blessing and releasing people, places, and all kinds of things. Kasira and Richard share personal insights and experiences based on concepts in Kasira's book with guests and you, their co-hosts. Are you ready to let that go? Let's go. Look what I've got. Oh, yes, I, re- I know about that. It arrived yesterday. Do you want to yes, tell because, what it's all about? Well, yes, because you said you were a crow, and I said, well, you were a white, a white crow. And I told our friend Dougie that, and that's what he found for you. He's, and it arrived yesterday. A white crow lamp. It lights yeah. up, everybody, just so you know. it. You plug it in, it has a little bulb on it, and it lights up, yeah. It's great. It's wonderful. Hello, Kazira. How are you Hello. tonight? Good. I bet so much better than I was health wise. Coming good, out of good, it, good. coming out of that. I had a respiratory like viral infection. And I don't I don't take a lot of medications yet. I had to start a new antibiotic to zap it and it's working. And I'm so grateful. So grateful. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, and so many of our friends are here with us tonight. Thank you all for being here. Uh, very, as uh, to use one of your words, juicy topic tonight. Juicy topic. Well, the yes. reason we picked this topic is we, you and I had a conversation about some people out there that we shall not name mm-hmm. who were talking crap about you. Mm-hmm. And and then we, as we talked, I was like, okay, we need to do a show about this. We need to show people, we need to bring it out in the open and talk about people backstabbing each other. It happens a lot in the entertainment industry. And you'd think that people in the inter- entertainment industry would support each other, right? And yes. love on each other and wish you a good, wish, wish you goodwill. And what I've experienced and what you're experiencing even now is it's it's the complete opposite. You want to tell your story because I think it's well. There's really, so many yeah, mentioning I mean, names, again, uh, but you know, one of our guests that uh, one of our viewers that's here tonight. And don't worry, I'm not outing anybody tonight. Mm-hmm. But this person, I'm not going to say whether it's male or female, uh, but one of our loyal uh, viewers wrote to me privately about a an episode in which someone said that they no longer wanted a particular position uh, and they told other people this when indeed this person did want that position and they lost a lucrative job because someone was out to get them. And there have been so many times that, Mm -hmm. and some of them, uh, you know, I don't want to really bring attention to some of them because it will uh, it will basically shed light on them, the situation, and some people will be able to figure it out. Uh, but in this business, there have been so many times where, I mean, years ago, I was working on a, well, I don't think the person's watching, and if they do watch, they should mm-hmm. know how it affected me. I was putting together a huge event uh, mm-hmm. celebrating uh, Carol Channing and someone else who wanted to do another event in New York at the same time, uh, we spoke about joining forces uh, to do this event. And before I knew it, it was written about in the newspaper. Uh, This person was taking credit for ideas that I had presented to them in a Mm -hmm. private 
conversation. It was not ready to go to press. And as a result of it going into press, it blew up in major mm. Um, I am also a big proponent not to talk about things that are upcoming in my professional life or even in my personal life until everything's signed on the dotted line and mm -hmm. I'm ready to move forward because I don't want anything to be misconstrued or sure. out there. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, that, uh, you know, but I will tell you, uh, and I've talked about this before. I don't know if it, uh, I, first of all, I have to tell you, I don't have a grasp of jealousy. I really don't. I don't have a grasp. Can I, can I say something about that? Yes. So the lay leader of, of the Buddhism that I practice, Nichiren Buddhism, the lay leader is Daisaku Ikeda. He's in Japan. He and his wife have a very modern marriage. It's not one of those oldie timey th things where he's the boss and she can't do anything. You know what I mean? It's none of that. They're like a really modern couple. He wrote, and I, I read it. And I, I remember him saying it in a, in a Buddhist meeting years ago. His name was Daisaku Ikeda. And he said, those that are jealous of others have no vision of their own future. Interesting. Wow. Think about about that for a minute. I think the backstabbing comes from jealousy. I think that's the root of it is being envious and not being happy for another individual and trying to throw a log over the journey you're traveling on your road. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. Uh, and Alan, thank you. I mean, it was Alan that I was telling you this story about. And he just said, it's okay to divulge. Thank you. I forgot to mention it had a happy ending despite the temporary uncertainty. Backstabbing yeah. might have become a pariah and persona non grata. Yeah. Uh, thank you for owning it and uh, putting it out there. Uh, and thank you for sharing mm -hmm. that with me. Thank you, uh, Alan. Yeah. But I, you know, I, people have said to me over the year, course of my career in this business mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that certain people are jealous. Um, Sure. I, I have been kept out of certain uh, positions, certain jobs, certain mm -hmm. things. I can't dwell on it. Right. Um, I I refuse to dwell on it. Actually, I should say rather than can't, um, because I feel that by dwelling on it, um, it empowers those moments, and I, you know, it's just time to move on. I'm with you. Uh, I had, when I was in Dallas, you know, I grew up there kind of, I did a lot of theater and performed there and, uh, and in clubs and in, you know, theater and, and so forth. Um, <laughs> I used to host diva, uh, nights of divas and devos at a certain mm. club. I was the host of it. I put it together with my dear, dear, dear friend, Michael Bogle amazing musical director. He's amazing. He's been nominated for Grammys. He's, he's a jazz king, you know, amazing. Um, another woman in Dallas in theater put together a, a night of divas and did not invite me. And I'm the one that started this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I heard, you know, I heard a few things that were said about me or whatever. And I just, it's true. 
I think there are people out there that cannot, cannot, what's the word? Ingratiate other people of any type. I don't mm -hmm. care if you're an artist. I don't care if you work for a corporation. You know, what, if you work in the corporate world or you work in, you know, whatever. There are people out there that want to hold other people down and they don't want to include them because we're good. Because we're good. And we might outshine someone else. And that's how you know. That's how you know. Oh, this person is afraid I'm going to outshine them and they're not going to include me. Okay. I have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful friend who I really wanted you to to uh, interview. My dear friend Sandra Kane in Dallas. She is a, a jazz legend. I still she's want to interview her. Yeah, she's won awards. She's amazing. You wouldn't believe how many people backstage backstab this woman. And I hear about it all the time. I'm like, what is wrong with them? She goes, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Well, and. And it's so sad that people have to lower themselves to do that to other people. And, you know, yeah. word travels and we find out, oh, you know, that really wasn't true, was it? No. Yeah. Well, you know, I've read that when Judy Garland did A Star is Born, and that performance to me is one of the most brilliant performances of ever. Of course it is. Of course. And it's, it's a legendary performance. No matter who replay, you know, who uh, who who covers it or redoes it. Right. Yeah, you're right. But you're I right. believe that's... that Judy Garland should have received the Oscar that year, and that's oh. not to take away from Grace Kelly yeah. because I love Grace Kelly as well. But yes. I read that because Judy allegedly had cost MGM. Let's not even talk about the money that she made for the studio. But mm -hmm. I had heard that she had lost so much money uh, for the studio that there were basically petitions behind the scenes for people to vote against her or to not vote for her. And this was after four years of not mm -hmm. being in film, four years after leaving MGM uh, and coming and trying to make a comeback. And the aftermath of what happened on that film crushed Judy so much that she did not make another film until 1961. That was nice. Well, yeah. it's, it's difficult. Oh, yeah. And, uh, exactly. but, you know, it's interesting because years ago, I had uh, a friend that I met in San Francisco and she wanted to come to New York and, uh, and I said, you know, I don't live in the city. I live 25 minutes north of Manhattan. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, we don't have a guest room in our house. But I have a sofa. And you're welcome to have it. Yeah, I don't do sofas, but I love you. I love yes, you, but I don't you're do You're welcome to stay here. Of um, course I am. While you're trying to find... I'll go stay at Marianne Ginchard's in, the, in <laughs> New Jersey. She's got a mansion. Oh, okay. wow. But I was saying to her, <laughs> you're welcome to stay here while you're trying to get uh, on your feet. Mm -hmm. So she was out one night with this guy who had produced me in San Francisco. They went to a, a club and they were sitting mm -hmm. at the bar and somebody in the industry who knows me um, was interested in my friend who produced me. Huh. So there was some flirting going on at the table. And then uh -huh. he came and sat down next to them and she said, well, what do you do? And he said, I write and cover uh, cabaret. 
She says, well, then you must know my friend Richard Skipper. And uh -huh. he said, yes, he's somebody you want to avoid. He will stab you in the back. Oh. And she said, I don't think we're talking about the same person. Um, mm -hmm. he, he said, yes, the guy who performs is Carol Channing. And she said, well, you know, I'm staying at his house. And I mean, she told me this when she came home that night. She says, I'm staying at his house. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and my friend that was with her said, mm -hmm. I produced him in San Francisco. I never had a problem with him. Uh -huh. And uh, he said, well, you know, watch your backs. And I guess he was embarrassed knowing that these two people were so intricately involved in my life that he left, slithered away. So the next, when she told me this, I called him the next day and I said, I'm calling to apologize to you. And he said, what do you mean you're calling to apologize to me? And I said, well, obviously um, I've said or done something to you in some way that has hurt you to the point that you would tell two people that you barely know that I would stab them in the back. Mm -hmm. He said, I can't believe they told you this. I said, did you say it? Or are they making it up? Mm -hmm. And he says, no, I said it. And I said, where is it coming from? And he said, based on a feeling I have. And I said, well, I said, the good news is that two friends came and told me that you said this. What if it had been someone else that didn't know me mm -hmm. and they had gone to somebody else and told somebody else that I was this person and then somebody else and somebody else. And then I have this reputation that I do not deserve. I said, the good news yep. is they told me, but you could cost me jobs. You could. Yeah, it's, a do me. it's a domino effect. Exactly. It's a domino effect. It's, it's hateful. And what's the point? What? I mean, that's my point about they're jealous. They're envious. Uh, you know, I'm, listen, happy people, happy people want other two people to be happy. Just so you know. Did you hear That's that, guys? Cool. Pam, Alan, Natasha, Cherie, all of you. Did you hear what I just said? Happy people are happy for other people. When we get this backstabbing domino effect going, that begins with a really unhappy person. You got to be really unhappy with yourself and your life to go there. Yes, Alan, boomerang. Yes, boomerang, boomerang and boomerang. dominoes. Yes. Yeah, the boomerang effect, the boomerang effect. I write about it in the book, you know, and uh, it, it really it is so hateful to do that to other people. It it just reverberates out. And and, I, you know, I don't I don't understand why people believe what other people say all the time. Why? Why would you do that with without investigation, without, without a phone call, you know? Without, you know, I will say this, because there uh -huh. have been people, and I'm sure with you as well, there have been people who have deliberately tried to sabotage or hurt me in this business. I know. And I, but if I, if their name is brought up on mm -hmm. my uh, platform, yes. I go, oh my God, they're wonderful or something. I, because I am not going to perpetrate those uh, images of these people. Uh -huh. um, I don't need to tell other people about those people that have hurt me. I don't mention their names. I don't give them that uh, that kind of power. 
I mean, right now, you know, um, you know, Kevin McCarthy, I will mention his name. And again, I don't care what side anyone is on politically, folks. Let's just all get along. That's all I say. Um, but he took three people off of their committee duties because of jealousy, hurt, feelings, whatever they are, um, to forward his agenda. And many people, you know, were very much doing that. So someone has asked ask a question. Alan, what's a Jewish term for being happy for someone else's success? Uh, I don't know what the, is it? Well, I, I'm looking at it. I'm looking it up. Okay. Uh, I'm sure that uh, somebody is going to tell us. Francis? Well, I grew up with Jews, so you think I'd know this. <laughs> um, I don't know what the Jewish term is. Um, oh, here it is. Fruit and fruit. Fruit and fruit. Should I type it? Let's see if I can type it. Uh, no. Okay, so F-R-E-U-D-E-N. Spell it again. F-R-E-U. D-E-N F-R-E-U-D-E F-R Taking joy in someone else's successes. Fruit and fruit. Fruit and fruit. I don't know if I've... Uh, well. That's what it's called. Yeah, in Jewish. Oh, I got it. I got it. Uh -huh. Fruit it and fruit. Or shade and fruit. Yeah. A pleasure in another, in another person's uh, good fortune. Shot and fruit. S E H A. Are you guys writing it down? S E H A D E N fruit. F R E U D E. Shot and fruit. God, I love Yiddish. Okay. Me too. Yeah. There you go. Fruit and fruit or shot and fruit? There you go, Alan. <laughs> Yeah, there's the word. There's two words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I. So when it comes to this subject, what if if you know if people really don't listen, people know when they're being evil. They know when they're doing it. We're not stupid. We know. We know. We know when we're being thrown shade. We know when we're throwing shade. We know when we're digging a gutter for somebody else. And, and to bury them, it's to bury other people. Why would we want to do that to another person? Why would it. we want to do that? Why would anybody want to? I, I've experienced it in the medical field where I am right now. I've got two people that really want to bury me. And you know what? I, 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 I'm just, I just shut it out. I've just said, okay, I'm letting go of that. And uh, I'm and I'm not playing that game. I'm letting go of it, and I'm not playing the game. I'm just letting go of it. I just don't even pay any attention to it because here's the deal: the more energy we put into it, the worse it gets. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The more we buy into it, the worse it gets. If we hear something, which is how it starts, we gotta let it go and give it and tell the universe, "I'm giving this absolutely no energy." It means you. It, oh, here here's a good example. 
you have to have it mean nothing. It, you have to say it out loud. This means nothing to me. It means nothing. And just keep going and, do, and be ourselves and do our thing. This means nothing to me. Why? Because we don't vibrate with it. Exactly. We don't vibrate with that hate, you know, and you just, that's, we let it go the moment we find out. We don't hold on to it and we don't tell other people and we don't let it fester in our heads and we don't seek revenge. We let it go immediately and we get it out of our environment and out of our five, our nine uh, bodies, you know, our physical body and our eight etherical bodies. We just, bye-bye. <coughs> you got to let it go immediately or it will, it will fester. Why do you think people backstab Richard? Well, I think, well, all the things that you've just said, I mean, first of all, it, there's jealousy there. Uh, I, I believe <clears throat> that the biggest uh, form, even more so than jealousy, at least this is the way I see it, okay. is fear. Uh, I think that people are afraid that someone else is going to get more of the pie than they get, that someone's going to get a better job position. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, that uh, there are people that just go through life that live in constant fear. And I'm not one of those people. You know, I, I, you know, I am 60. I'm going to be 62 in just a few days. And I'm going to be 62 July 1st. Well, I, I've got it. I'm beating you by a few months. <laughs> and, I, you know, and I was at church this morning. And uh, uh, Doug, by the way, you're just getting here. I'm just showing everybody at Mappy with uh, my bird, uh, my white crow. Um, but the thing is, I was at church this morning and we were talking about this. Um, it was a very small group of us this morning. They didn't even open the church. There's a parish house next door. And we mm -hmm. had a breakfast prayer meeting. And we just talked about things that are going on in the world and everything. And uh, I, I said, I am glad that I am the age that I am. I am glad that I came along at a time where people had a sense of respecting each other. At least it seemed that way. And mm -hmm. even if you didn't respect somebody, mm -hmm. you didn't put it out publicly the way that people put it out now. And I do mm -hmm. know that social media has given people free reign to do that because they think that the anonymity of themselves typing something or posting something or seeing it out there. I will tell you a very interesting thing that happened to me a few years ago. Um, <clears throat> and I, I ha have an idea of who did this. Um, I was going down to South Carolina to do my show, The Magic of Believing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I got, uh, so I'm talking to the uh, artistic director of the theater mm -hmm. and he said, you have a hater out there. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, we received a letter at the theater and it said that I was a fraud, that my resume was made up, that I didn't have the success in New York, that everyone uh, that I purported, uh, purported that I had. Um, what are you, was, Santos? No. Uh, well, it was very much like that, but it was, yeah. a, it was a complete attack of me. And at first I was very upset by this. And he said, I'm not telling you this to hurt you, but just to let you know that, that somebody is out there. So mm -hmm. that night when Danny came home, I told Danny mm -hmm. about this 
Now, Russ Woolley, who's been on this show, he has been here. Russ produced my last show in New York. Russ Mm -hmm. is a very good friend of mine and Danny's. We were out together Thursday night, uh, just the three of us, going out to see a friend sing. Russ is a very good friend of mine. Danny received a letter in his office saying, uh, telling him that Russ and I were having an affair. And it was completely. You know what? That's not the first time I've heard this kind of story. It was completely made up. I get you. Okay. It was, uh, you know, and Danny didn't tell me originally because he didn't want to upset me. But when that letter uh, went out uh, to this theater in South Carolina, mm-hmm. he um, just, uh, I, I mean, it was very similar. They sent me a copy of the letter. Both mm-hmm. letters that were sent out uh, mm-hmm. were sent out in the same handwriting. Um, it was a handwritten letter. Um, they both came, it said a Westchester post office box, but it could have been sent from anywhere. Who knows? Um, and it was just totally fabricated. Now, Mm -hmm. what if I'm just putting this hypothetical out there. Okay. Danny and I had a bad relationship. We were Mm -hmm. having issues at home or something. What if? Yes. What if he was to get this letter at his office? Mm-hmm. And he believed it. My point is that somebody just by putting something out there based completely on fabrication can destroy a person's life. You know, for and- a moment, for a moment, for a moment. I, I just want to read. Can, I want to I want us to highlight Natasha. And I want to highlight Pam Stubbs. Natasha says, I was set up by a co-worker because I got a job promotion they wanted. Almost got arrested because of it. This was in the 80s. That happened to me, too. I didn't get arrested. I got fired. But because everyone I was managing in a particular cafe on Fifth Avenue, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, they were very jealous. One person was buying for the job. But there was a chef that didn't like the fact that I kept up with him. There were waiters that I had to write up for their all kinds of things, not showing up. And, and they got, they fired me and they set me up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been there, Natasha, but Pam Stubbs. Yes, you're right, Pam. Karma will come to the person. Yes. Karma. Yeah. Karma's a bitch. Yes, it will come back. It all, it, it, it I don't really love, you know, I don't love the word always or never. Mm-hmm. Yet I can tell you for sure, karmic payback always occurs it may take a minute it may take a week it might take a month a year five years ten years yet it always comes back on you that's absolutely right pam yeah well i'll tell you a funny story years ago Mm -hmm. i was booked to perform at this is i'm I'm putting it out there everyone um but i was (laughs) i performed at a gay nudist group as Carol Channing. I was Hell, dressed. Uh, was I was it, dressed. Oh, you were dressed. So it wasn't Carol naked. Oh, okay. no. So someone told, would have been. Carol, someone told Carol Channing that I was doing this. They didn't tell her because they were uh, reveling in the excitement that I had a gig. They were telling her this because they thought it would hurt me. And do you know what Carol's response 
<laughs> who knows? And she told me this. She said, isn't that exciting? That way he knows that they like him or not. <laughs> but, you know, but sometimes when people go out to tell something about another person, are they doing it? to make themselves look superior to that other person? Maybe that's a possibility. Um, also making someone else feel like they're in the know. Mm -hmm. You know, that people do that a lot. Oh, I know this. I'm going to tell you this right now because I know it. You know, and I'm special. So when I tell you this, you're going to think I'm special mm -hmm. because I told you this. No, you're not special. You're special ed. You're, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. We're thinking that, you know, and the most successful people I know are people that don't tell the truth all the time. They don't say anything. They stay out of it. You know, people who pick their battles and, you know, know that a circus, you know, they're not the monk, you know, not my monkey, not my circus. Right. They're right. the ones that succeed. They stay out of it. They stay out. There are so many things uh, that... <laughs> I've been privy to that I've said nothing about. Guess guess what? It's not my job and it's not my business. Why put other people through the anguish? Let let them decide who's going to find out. Let the, let them take another road through, through another person and let them figure that out. I'm not getting involved unless someone is in danger, which they're typically not. Okay, I'm not getting involved. Oh, oh, that's your story right now, and that's your karma to deal with. Somebody else might jump in and, and join in on the karma, the story, but not my not my circus, not my monkey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Doug is asking me if they like me. I'll tell you something funny, Doug. When I walk out on stage, I said the first thing I said to the audience was, "You know, I have always been told that when you are nervous, to imagine your audience." And I took a pause and I looked over the room and it got the laugh that I was hoping that it would get. And I had the audience at that moment. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was great. So it was, um, it's great. Um, here's another one. Uh, Fergan might be the appropriate Hebrew word. Schadenfreude is one of the songs in Avenue Q, by the way. That's right. That's right. And again, is it it's Freud like, or Freud? Uh, Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Okay. Yes. Schadenfreude. Okay. Um, uh, Sean Froder. That's how it's pronounced. Sean Froder. Isn't that right? That's like that's like Schaden, Schadenfreude. That's like young Frankenstein. Sean Froder. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Do I'm you sorry, know? Do you know um uh Frau Blucher? Do you know what Frau <laughs> Blucher means? No, no, I don't. It means glue factory in a, another language. I mean, that's why that was. So that's goal. why the horse is neighed every time that's she said it. If somebody said her name. It was a Mel Brooks thing. You know, I heard the funniest thing the other day. Shut uh, up. Um, you know, um, Billy Crystal said that Mel Brooks called him and said, um, you know, this was after Nathan Lane had left the producers. We would like you mm -hmm. to come into the show and play Bialystok in mm -hmm. the producers. Mm -hmm. And Billy Crystal said, Mel, I've waited my whole life for you to call me, but I do not want to be like the fifth person uh, to replace Nathan Lane on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And Mel Brooks said, oh, you won't be the fifth. You'll be the 12th. 
So, you know, it's just, you know, this, this business is, I mean, I, I truly, you know, what is my platform? Richard Skipper celebrates. I celebrate mm-hmm. the success of other people, you know? Oh, it, I do too. I'm, I'm happy for everyone. Of course. I don't, I have a vision of my future. I'm not jealous of anyone, anyone, especially people my age that I've known for years that are still performing, you know, they're still getting out there and doing it. I'm like, yeah, yes. Good for you. Keep going. You know what? You know, I, people tell me all the time what they desire and require. And I, and I always say, go for it. And if they get it great, I'm, I'm so happy for you. I can't stand it. People who are not happy for other people, again, everybody, are unhappy people. And they want to add to their unhappiness. That's that's what they think their job is. And they can't leave it alone. Like, I'm unhappy, so I'm going to make them unhappy somehow. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to talk about them. I'm going to share things, negative things about them with other people. I'm going to give them a bad review because I, myself, am not happy. We, you, please know, everyone, please know that if someone's backstabbing you, it's because they are unhappy. That's right. That's That's it. It's not you. It really isn't you. And you have another person, Richard, that was like, whose name begins with an E, who just, you know, for a while just wouldn't let it go. Right. Right. She was nasty about you. Only because she is so extremely unhappy and you let her go. I did. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was sending other people emails about you. And I'm like, well, you know, now we're getting to a maybe a legal thing. No, she uh, and I did. And my last conversation was to her was to cease and desist from that activity. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But this is a behavior. I am not the only person that she has done this too. And I believe you. it's very, very sad. She is in, you know, I have a, a friend who is a well-known television star, uh, singer. Mm-hmm. She's had mm-hmm. a very su- successful career. And this other person, I don't want to go too deep, uh, uh, claims that she's responsible for this person's success. And because she was in, incredibly jealous. I will say this, when Danny and I got married, uh, we were one of the first 100 couples to legally wed in New York City. And as a result, we got a lot of coverage. We, you know, we were in the Times. And, uh, but here in Rockland County, it was almost as if we were the poster kids uh, for same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. What was really wonderful and enduring and wonderful about all of this is when we went and we were just looking at rings, just mm-hmm. looking. The woman behind the counter, she asked us if we were buying for each other. It had just become the law of the land here in New York. When she found out that we were uh, indeed looking for rings, she burst into tears. She said, please let me sell. Uh, let me be the ones to make this transaction happy. Uh, happen because you'll be my first. When we went to the venue that we got married in, they were open arms. Uh, interestingly enough, the woman who <laughs> was our wedding uh, planner with this, her name mm-hmm. was Sue Yu, uh, so, which we laughed about. But the bottom line was that every inch of the way where Danny and I went, we were mm-hmm. welcome with open arms 
Everyone was happy. Um, I was interviewed by the local, we were interviewed by the local news. And, and I said in my interview mm-hmm. that, you know, on any given night, we're sitting at home having dinner, mm-hmm. watching a movie, watching television, and we go to bed. That's it. You know, that's our, that's our world. Yay! Well, that's your evening. Okay. Yes. And, but okay. the fact is, I don't think that my neighbors are busy sitting at their home wondering, I wonder what Richard and Danny are doing. Tonight. I wonder what that gay couple next door is doing right now. I wonder exactly. What are and, the gays or what are the gays doing in our? <laughs> yes, but it's never you know going to church. Uh, yeah, I mean we oh, are so. Oh gosh, our feet are so in the ground and uh-huh. so um, yeah. solid. Um, sure. Within our friends, within the people we know, then I sure. hear these stories mm-hmm. of. Couples, gay, you know, uh, gay and lesbian, uh, you know, being denied in some states a marriage license, or going to a a, a bakery and the person saying, I "Oh, they won't make them a cake." No, they won't. Make, no, honey, they won't but, make them a cake, a cupcakes. They won't make them a. They won't sell them a pedophore. No. Kasira, yeah. would you want someone to bake a cake for you that doesn't want to bake a cake for you? I don't need a cake, sister, but. You know, <laughs> You know, I'm not spending money on another cake. I've been married. You know, I'm spending the money on the, you know, the going to the Bahamas or Hawaii or, you know, we're not getting a cake, baby. You no, don't get but- any cake. You don't get any cake because I'm not spending the money on it. I'm spending the money on in Hawaii. <laughs> My point is that I don't understand from a business. People who turn down business, people who lose business over their beliefs. Right. By the way. On that subject, there's an actor who was has been on General Hospital for years that was pretty much written out of the show because he would not get a COVID shot. Mm-hmm. Some actors have been out sick with it anyway. They pick it up from the crew or some, but you know, General Hospital really wanted their people to get vaccined before they kissed each other and spit all over each other. And this particular actor said, no, it's against my religious beliefs. And he doesn't have a job anymore. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if he'll ever get written on again yet. It, it to me, it's the same thing as not making a cake for a gay couple. Right. It's like we let, we're allowing our beliefs to get in the way of our commerce and, and making money. We're turning down income because of religious beliefs. Right. Can There's you a Broadway actress. I'm not yes. Yeah. Okay. Go no ahead. Tell the story. Mm-hmm. So she, I mean, well-loved, well-respected in the business. She was supposed to do a production out in the, in the Hamptons. And mm-hmm. uh, so, somehow she, I mean, I don't know all the facts, but she was all of a sudden ostracized because she had not gotten vaccinated before the rehearsals had started. Mm-hmm. And so, so many people uh, went after her and mm-hmm. she was raked through the coals before she was even given, nobody even asked her, you know, well, what's your side of the story? What, mm-hmm. you know, what have you done? And, you know, and that's happened, 
you know, to more people than I'd like to even acknowledge, mm-hmm. where people have said something about another person. And again, lives and careers are destroyed. Um, you know, uh, we live in this uh, cancel culture right now. Many, 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 many years ago, uh, before any of this was going on, Whoopi Goldberg was doing a private event and she made a joke. And at this private event that she was hired to do, and someone videotaped it, took the joke out of context, Mm. put it on social media. Mm -hmm. And Whoopi Goldberg, who at the time was a spokesperson for SlimFast, lost her endorsement deal before she even made it home that night. And she was not able to get work for several Mm. years. It was Barbara Walters who called her up and said, I'd like you to do the view because nobody would touch her because she had been blackballed in the industry. And look at the McCarthy era and all these people. And, and she's still, she still chastised for her, uh, her opinions. Yes. She got in trouble. She got in trouble recently. She didn't get fired, but yeah, you know, we, we are, we should be allowed to have our opinions Yet it's kind of nice to see people standing up for their beliefs as well. We, we, we're in a culture now that's really cool where everybody gets to say, oh, I don't agree with you. You know, in the old days, we didn't disagree with anybody. People did whatever they wanted and said whatever they wanted. But also on television, you didn't tell people what you really thought. You remember these days? Oh, I remember. Now, people on TV journalists, whatever, they tell us what they think. And if we don't like it, we speak up. And that's how and it's kind of exciting. I mean, it's, you know, we need to, we need to listen to each other. We need, to, whether we agree with it or not, we, we've got to listen to each other. There may be a new idea out there somewhere that you never thought of. You know, uh, not long ago, Whoopi said um, that, uh, you know, the whole uh, Nazi Holocaust was not, uh, it was not a, uh, what'd she say? It was not a prejudistic war. It was not about, it was not about race or It wasn't about race. It was about, what was it about? Um, it was what? about religious prosecution, I think. That's okay. what it was. I, I mean, I, I could be wrong. I mean, somebody will correct us here. Um, yeah. I don't want to get in trouble myself. I don't know exactly of course, of course. What, uh, what she said. Don't, you know, we're, we're just the yeah, you know, that was her opinion. That was her opinion. Some people were okay about it and some people, a lot of people disagreed with it. Yet she spoke her truth. It didn't kill anybody. <laughs> you know, she spoke her truth and people, you know, commented and there, there you have it. And there it goes. You know, but what is wrong with someone making a comment and then saying, you know, I misspoke, I, you know, but is it genuine when they do or is it because they're about to get the axe? Uh, mm-hmm. Probably they're about to get the axe. Yes. Today, in today's world, in you're going to get, you're going to get, you're still, that's like the old days, you know, you're still going to get axed if you don't make up for it. Yeah. Some people didn't like what you said, so bye. You know, well, I'll apologize and get through it, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of apologies happening these days as well. 
Yet you know, I believe a lot of them are they're expected. They're expected. There's a lot of hate out there, people, and I'm so sorry to say it. I'm sorry. But we but are so is. quick to knock people off. The, we we put them on these pedestals, uh-huh. and then we're so quick to knock them down. Yeah. Um, if I mean, if somebody's doing something that's heinous or the, that's a horrible crime or something, they need to be. They need to pay the price for it. Um, but um, uh, Sharon Osbourne, uh, Doug McAllister says, uh, you know, how about Sharon Osbourne? Well, um, she. Go ahead. Uh, do you want to talk uh, talk on that? No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I don't know all the details. Oh. Um, she is pro-royal family. And anything outside of royal family is just not allowed. Mm-hmm. And Doug, are the, is that what you're... Is that what you're talking about? Are you talking no, about? She made a her- comment a few years ago on the talk that got her uh, yes. completely. Uh, um, is sent Doug. I'm the- I'm I'm thinking it might be her comments about Meghan Markle and and Prince Harry. Um, she's very pro royal family, which we're not because we're not British. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pro I'm pro Meghan Markle and Harry. <laughs> And in fact, I was going to say that while we're talking about this, it pertains to the chapter in my book um, about uh, slanderous language. Hang on. Slanderous language and descriptions and titles. I talk about it in my book. It's on page 174 of my book. And I quote Meghan Markle, which is really cuckoo. But Meghan Markle says, Caddy is not cool. I can't think of anything less becoming than a man who talks about people behind their backs. And this is when she was the Duchess of Sussex, just so you know. I'm good. Uh, yeah, Go it's amazing. It, and I, I, I can't, now I'm like, oh, I can't believe I put that in here. But it wasn't it about, it was something about, I think, well, I don't know. What was the Osborne thing about? Sharon Osborne says, firing from the talk amid racism claims destroyed my credibility in America. Um, uh, the topic, as well as other ups and downs she's endured during her time in the spotlight as a TV host, reality star, and manager, is uh, there's, there's going to be a new um, documentary about this. Um, and she was canceled after 11 years. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. Um, yeah. Oh, I know this is what it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up right now. Okay. And, and you are correct, uh, Casera, by the way. Okay. Uh, so I will bring this up here. Okay. Okay. Um, she defended her friend Paris Morgan. Uh, and here's yes. the story. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, he's he spoke out and then she backed him up. Right. Right. She about about def- Harry and Megan. She defended him by mm-hmm. saying that he was not racist. And by her defending him, she got the backlash. And it destroyed her career. Hopefully this documentary will rectify everything. 
Um, but then there's the flip side of this. Um, mm-hmm. When Roseanne Barr was let go, she had been posting a lot of hateful rhetoric. So oh. in the case of uh, Roseanne Barr, um, please understand that uh, the Connors, which had just uh, the, the sequel to Roseanne, um, is un, is a, is under the guise or under the umbrella of the Disney uh, company, and the Disney company wanted to remove themselves as far from this as possible. Mm-hmm. But her comments were truly hateful, mm-hmm. and I do believe that there are certain people. Um, you know, I was talking about this again in church this morning. Um, we live in a bullying culture. Yes. Every reality-based show is mm-hmm. all about someone being made to feel less than. Yes. Every comedy, and if you can call them that, mm-hmm. on television is based on put-down humor. If you watch the opening monologues of all of our favorite talk show hosts, their opening monologues are, they are essentially making fun of, and I know they're comedians, but they're making fun of other people. When someone is going through a horrendous time in their lives, Mm -hmm. um, it's not always stuff for fodder to be made fun of. Um, Let's look at the George Santos situation, for example. I knew you were going to bring that up. My feeling about him is Mm -hmm. I... And this again is my uh, this is my opinion, folks. I believe that he has a mental illness. Um, that me too. Um, I agree it, with you. I agree it, with you. You know, no one. Um, you know, he's a he's a perpetual he's a perpetual liar. But he can't stop. He can't stop lying. But it's he's just not called on it. Yeah, I know. It's just what comes out of his mouth. He just. I think you know. Adults that are perpetual liars learned how to lie to their parents when they were kids to stay out of trouble. Because I've known some. I know some. They are so good at the lies. I, people have lied in front of me on their phones when they're talking to other people. And I agree with you. He's a perpetual liar. And it's a sickness. And I really think it's something he learned as a child to stay out of trouble. Well, I think I mean, that as an, I mean, And it's not just him. It's anyone who lies about their past, their education, their experience. I mean, you know, it, you know, I don't care that he's gay. Who cares? You know, but to not tell the people that you used to be a drag queen, I mean, you hide that and well, that everything else he he's lied about. It. I'm sorry. I said that was because he wasn't good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't have the answer. To I'm that. joking. I'm joking. I know, I know it's a joke. Okay. Yeah, I know, but but you know, I was just thinking about that. Um, you know, we there's a lot of shysters out there, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I saw what. Yes, Alan. I, yes, Santos is a he's a pathological liar. Now, I mean, let's go. just put it out there. Let's just put it out there. Doesn't have anything to do with Democrats or Republicans. Let's just put it out there. Yeah. I was booked in Fort Lauderdale uh, when I was performing as Carol uh, as part of a big fundraiser. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so I was interviewed by the Fort Lauderdale Times. At the time that this was going on, 
there was a big controversy going on in Florida, some of you may remember this, where they were trying to put a ban, and it may still be in effect, I don't know, but there was a ban um, on uh, gay couples adopting children. Yes. So there was a particular man in Florida, he was running for office, his name was McManus, Um, and so I was coming down to do this benefit. I was interviewed by the Fort Lauderdale Times, and the interview ended. It was a great interview. And about half an hour later, she called me up and she said, I have one more question, if you don't mind my asking this. Um, how much are you being paid to do this? And I said, well, I've never been asked that by an interviewer before. I said, mm-hmm. first of all, I'm not going to discuss how much I get paid. No. Because I'm going to overprice or underprice myself in other markets. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, but this is a benefit. Are you offering your talents for free. I said, to be honest with you, all of my expenses are being covered. My airfare, my accommodations, everything else. Um, But I've waived my personal fee in order to do this benefit because these are friends of mine. So she said, that's all I need to know. The next day I arrive in Fort Lauderdale and the headline of the paper was fundraiser chooses drag queen for show. And I called the paper and I said, what is your purpose in putting this on the front page of the news? Is this mm-hmm. really that big a deal? Mm-hmm. I said, does the, does the theater company advertise with your paper? And she said, I think so. I said, well, why would you want to hurt them? I said, I'm going to come in, I'm going to do my performance and I'm going to leave. These people are trying to raise money for their theater. Do you want to hurt them on this? Because that was a hateful thing for them to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it it turned out that it worked in my favor because okay. uh, everybody was curious at this point. But, y- you know, you've got to think about why you're putting certain things. First of all, I would never, I, I will tell you something, and I own this. Mm-hmm. Years ago, I was, um, I had done a performance with a a specific theater company that Mm -hmm. was a big hit. The following year, someone followed up with a like-minded show. That's all I'm going to say. And I, for six weeks, this was when I was writing a blog, uh, encouraged people to buy tickets for this show. I encouraged people, I encouraged people, I encouraged people. I went to see the show. I I was not happy about seeing the show. I'm not going to say anything about its performance. I did not have a great experience. And I wrote about it in my blog the next day. And this hurt this person. A lot of his friends called me up. They were angry with me that I would post this. Mm-hmm. That's when I everything shifted for me. I said, I will never ever do something so horrible again. And I own it and I apologize to him uh, whether he chooses to forgive me or not. He's polite Uh when he sees me. He's not going to go out of his way for me. Um, And with good reason. I heard him. It was not my, you know, I, but I had my reasons, which my reasons were not to hurt him. uh, But just Mm -hmm. because I had been begging people to buy tickets for this event. Uh, okay. Again, if he happens to see this, 
I put it out there again. I own that's it. That's nice. And I yeah. apologize yeah. for it. Well, that's nice. Before we end, would you like to tell everybody about what you're doing and what I'm doing and what's going on? Uh, well, why don't you? No, go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Well, I, you know, I am going to, as a lot of you know, I am writing a new show. It's called uh, Plate Spinners, Jugglers, and Richard Skipper, Tales of a Lifetime in Show Business. Uh, I am booked to do the show in Washington, D.C. on March 18th. If any of you can come, please do. But um, on March 12th, on the sad, uh, Sunday before that, I'm going to be performing the show here in Rockland County. Um, we are going to do our show next week uh, with Erin uh, Grillore, who we love, 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 if you happen to be watching this, Aaron. One of my oldest best friends on the planet. Uh-huh. And we are going to it's continue. The full, it's the full moon show. Yeah. It's the full moon show. We're going to be mm -hmm. celebrating the snow moon. Mm -hmm. We are going to continue uh, doing the full moon show once a month, but my, but we're going to be. And, um, and. Yes, go ahead. Not, but. And. Yet or and, and. Yes. We are letting go of the let that go show. Uh, together. Sarah, together. Together. Because yeah. that's what I, that's where I was going with this. Okay. Sarah. Uh, will be taking up the mantle and she will continue to do the Let That Go show um, on her own. I may pop in from, one to uh, from once in a while if she'll have me. Uh, but I am there uh, to celebrate her launching this series on her own. Uh, I and some other shows too. I'm going to be doing some numberology shows. And I'm going to be interviewing a lots of artists that I've known many for many, 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 many years that are absolutely amazing, especially from Dallas, who've gone to New York. And there's a lot of people. I know so many people. So we're, I'm just going to spread my wings and support uh, Richard in, in taking off on a different direction. And I'm going to be pulling back on the number of shows that I'm doing on my own platform as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah, and it's very interesting because, and, I, I want to talk about with Aaron next week about this because um, this is a seven year in numerology um, and everything that I've been reading about my personal numbers and everything in numberology um, is about putting a, a spotlight on myself again. Um, I have spent perhaps the past 25 plus years Mm -hmm. um, celebrating other artists. Sure. I have been, uh, I have with Carol Channing, Judy Garland, mm -hmm. the live shows that I did, everything that I did. This is not an ending everyone. No, this is a new, it's just uh, it's spreading, it's just spreading our wings. It's just, and, you know. uh, again, Kasira mm -hmm. and I, and Aaron, God willing, uh, mm -hmm. at least once a month, We'll oh, yes, 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 absolutely. Do the full moon show. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's our big news that we're celebrating. Everyone, we're going to be together next week, seven o'clock. Mm -hmm. Please, as we celebrate the snow full moon, moon show, mm -hmm. please join us. Yes, please and invite some my... friends, invite people, you guys, invite some friends to watch, please. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything that you want to say before we no. say au revoir? No, I just want to say that I love you, Richard, and 
Thank you so much for, you know, spearheading this, the Let That Go show. You've been so supportive and just amazing. And I'm looking forward to learning some technical things from you. I'm going to be right there with you. Because <laughs> I am, I, I'm, I, well, I, I have said up until now, I'm not a technological person. But apparently I'm being called to be a little more technological. So I'm going to pick that. I'm going to take the baton. Oh, God. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, we will do the Let That Go show. And I'm going to do some other shows, too, that will be really fun. I'm going to do some other shows, too. And, to, you know, have fun with some actors and singers and dancers. And, you know, we'll have a good time. We'll have, That's you know me. You know me, I speak my mind and it'll be, it'll be juicy. I'll, I'll tell you that. What I, it'll be juicy. <laughs> and I yeah. will see you tomorrow, Casera. All right, darling. At one o'clock tomorrow. And I love you, darling. Positive okay. thoughts this week because I'm having a medical procedure done. Oh. On Tuesday, uh, on Carol Channing's mm -hmm. birthday. Um, but uh, I will put it out there. It's nothing serious. Uh, well, I'm going to, okay. I'll tell you all what I'm going to be doing to celebrate Carol's birthday this year. I am having a colonoscopy. I knew you were going to say that. Yes. I, I knew am, you were going to say that. That I is so funny. I've had, I've had one. Because it, I've done it before. Uh, it's been 10 years since Whoa. my last one. Huh. And uh, I just got a notification a couple of months ago, and they said, "You, it's time to do this again." So well, stay close, stay home, and stay close to the bathroom. Brian. I will. <laughs> so tomorrow, uh, my day, uh, I'm doing a show tomorrow afternoon at three o'clock, and then the rest of the day is in prep mode. If you know what I'm saying, everyone. Uh, so, that's what I said. Stay home and stay close to the bathroom. Yes. Uh, okay. So any of you, thank you, Natasha. Yes, absolutely. Be a guest on my show. Once I learn how to get you on. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. of course. Right. Yeah. I, I, want to I love you more. Good night. Bye. Goodbye.